Catechism in the Catholic Church in a year. Today is day 75. We begin with number 541. Now after John was arrested, Jesus came in the Galilee, preaching the gospel of God and saying, The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. To carry out the will of the Father, Christ inaugurated the kingdom of heaven on earth. Now the Father's will is to raise up men to share in his own divine life. He does this by gathering men around his son, Jesus Christ. This gathering is the church, on earth the seed and beginning of that kingdom. Christ stands at the heart of this gathering of men into the family of God. By his word, through signs that manifest the reign of God, and by sending out his disciples, Jesus calls all people to come together around him. But above all in the great Paschal mystery, his death on the cross, and his resurrection, he would accomplish the coming of his kingdom. And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all men to myself. Into this union with Christ all men are called. Everyone is called to enter the kingdom. First announced to the children of Israel, this messianic king, kingdom is intended to accept men of God, men of all nations. To enter it, one must first accept Jesus' word. The word of the Lord is compared to a seed which is sown in a field. Those who hear it with faith and are numbered among the little flock of Christ have truly received the kingdom. Then, by its own power, the seed sprouts and grows until the harvest. The kingdom belongs to the poor and the lowly, which means those who have accepted it with humble hearts. Jesus is sent to preach good news to the poor. He declares them blessed, for, their, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. To them, the little ones, the Father is pleased to reveal what remains hidden from the wise and the learned. Jesus shares the life of the poor. From the cradle to the cross, he experiences hunger, thirst, and privation. Jesus identifies with the poor of every kind and makes active love to reward, I'm sorry, toward the, them the condition of entering his kingdom. Jesus invites sinners to the table of the kingdom. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. He invites him to that conversation without which one cannot enter the kingdom, but shows them in word and deed his Father's boundless mercy for them and the vast joy in heaven over one sinner who repents. The supreme proof of his love will be the sacrifice of his own life for the forgiveness of sins. Jesus' invitation to enter his kingdom comes in the form of parables, a characteristic feature of his teaching. Through his parables, he invites people to the feasts of the kingdom, but he also asks for a radical choice. To gain the kingdom, one must give everything. Words are not enough. Deeds are required. The parables are like mirrors for man. Will he be hard soil or good earth for the word? What use has he made of the talents he has received? Jesus and the presence of the kingdom in this world are secretly at the heart of the parables. One must enter the kingdom, that is, become a disciple of Christ, in order to know the secrets of the kingdom of heaven. For those who stay outside, everything remains enigmatic. Father. Thanks, Bill. The, the proclamation of the kingdom is one of these, uh, is one of the mysteries of the rosary that kind of, um, always is kind of striking. Right? It's the, the third luminous mystery. Um, but there's a reason why uh, Pope St. John Paul II put it in as, as one of these mysteries we ought to reflect on. is because it is so vital <laughs> to, to the identity of the church, and it's so vital to 
and central to the the mystery of Christ, right? And um, you know, the the catechism jumps in very very quickly into how we're to respond to this proclamation. But uh, but one of Christ's parables that I think is probably most most striking um, that we you know should reflect on I think more often is that there is a you know Christ calls out for the the pearl of great price right that's that's hidden right and and the the man who finds it goes and sells all he has to buy the field to get this pearl right that's that's how important it is you know that's the kingdom of heaven right we, we have to um, to preach that truth that reality that this is everything you've been you've been needing you can get rid of everything else because this is what um, you were made for and, and if we're not doing that job of preaching the kingdom of heaven that is at hand, right, that is available to us, right, that's what we mean when we say at hand, um, the rest of this falls kind of on deaf ears, right, Cause, um, because one of the things that I know um, we kind of, when I was in focus, we were talking about is how uh, how good Catholic kids make as adult Protestants, because we actually catechize well, and we, uh, surprisingly, and uh, we teach the moral life probably better than most uh, other Christian faiths, but we don't do a good job actually evangelizing. We don't do a good job actually proclaiming the kingdom of God. So everybody has these like structures of good soil, but they don't have the soil to receive the central message of of the gospel, which is our salvation and redemption. And so, um, what the catechism reminds us of is that we have a duty to to for the sake of ourselves, right, to do our part and how to respond. And that response isn't minor, right? It's uh. Uh, it's not just the hour on Sunday, right? We tend to preach that a lot. You know, we're not we're not done, <laughs> you know, on on Sunday morning when you're when you walk out of mass. That's just the the feeding time, basically, for the rest of the rest of the week. You know, and it's enough. Don't get me wrong, but um, you know, we're, we're fulfilling our duty in in doing that. But it's not enough in terms of uh, what Christ has actually asked for, right? Which is everything, <laughs> and and that. He makes it very clear in Matthew 25, which is referenced here, that that in order to gain the kingdom, we have to love, really. And then the catechism referred to as active love. We have to actually give, you know, drink to the thirsty, food to the hungry, you know, clothe the naked. Um, and and we do that through our neighbor. But, um, you know, we, we have to look at this and say, all right, you know, sometimes this is the other end of it, though, is that too often I see uh, people almost scrupulous about it, right? And they're like, I never do these things. No, you just don't realize it anymore, <laughs> right? Oh, I, and I talk to people and they're like, oh, I pray, I pray a rosary every day, but I don't do any prayer to God. And it's like, what are you talking about? I see you at mass every day. Like, like you're, we're just, we overlook, we tend to overcomplicate all of this. No, we have to look with the eyes that Christ is looking at us with, which is that we're not nearly as far as we think we are. But, but we need to see that in a more active light. Um, we need to be able to see our response to him and our acceptance of the kingdom more actively in terms of what have I, what have I done? What am I doing to show my love for God? And then to rejoice in that, <laughs> knowing that, that even that is a grace that he's held out to us. That It is kind of intimidating sometimes to look at it. But at the same time, we should look at it with the with the eyes of hope, with eyes of faith that say God's charity is alive within us.